0: Welcome back to The Logical Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Lodge. Today, I've got one of my best friends in the world who lives far away, but we still talk a lot, Mr. Aaron Daniel.
1: Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm not that far away.
0: I know, but it seems like you're far away. I mean, it was we were seeing each other a lot, and, but we still talk a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a long state, but it's still the same state. It's a long state. It's, it's a prettier right. side of the state. I'm sorry say
0: i don't know man some of the bottoms are really nice you know especially in the spring right now i kind of like them but yeah it is east side is everyone go no one no one vacations in freaking camden i'm with you yeah
1: yeah i, I drove through the bottoms back back you know and i was even commented to my daughter who rode in with me yeah i said this is you know look around you this is like the the swamp of sorrow <laughs> it's it's not green yet you know it, it'll, it'll liven up a little bit yeah you know.
0: yeah yeah maybe <laughs> a lot
1: of critters running around in there, but you know, still, it's 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 a time of year where things haven't really, they not got their makeup on yet.
0: I'm they they haven't. I've uh, found I went into the bottoms the other day to look for mushrooms, and I keep finding uh, cottonmouths. So they're coming out right now. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we still have our baby squirrel that we're bottle feeding. Fiddlesticks, he's made it. For those of you that are listening, Fiddlesticks has made it this week. So if you're the TWRA. I'll give you my house number. Just uh, message me, and that way you can come take this squirrel from me. And, Chelsea, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. We love Fiddlesticks. He's amazing. So <laughs> I'm in big trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with it, dude, <laughs> whoever you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, uh, man, yeah, so you are a attorney by trade. And mm-hmm. I was telling Mike Weatherford, shout out. I know Mike's watching. Shout out Mike Weatherford. I was telling him um, – He's like, who's your guest? And I'm like, well, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he's an attorney. He's passed a lot of bars. I know you don't think that is as big of a deal as I do, and I always bring it up, and you're always like, ah, whatever. But well, I don't want to take any more. I know that at this point in my life. But how yeah. many How many of you? I'm um, licensed in eight states, and I took five of those by bar examination.
1: Wow. So
0: <laughs> I, when I was telling Mike about you, I was like, Mike always you like, you're, you're a really smart guy. And I'm like, no, 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 hang on. I'm about to have a really smart guy on here because I consider you smart. I consider you a smart person because we have some of the most challenging in-depth conversations that I ver- I cherish because we we push each other back a lot and I I really appreciate that in our friendship that we have this back and forth um of challenging each other's ideas. I think that's a cool thing. It is. And it's almost never about the law or not directly. No, we never talk about the law. Yeah. yeah who I mean, do that? Yeah, it's boring. Uh, no, I mean, occasionally, you know, when I get in trouble or whatever, and you tell me, like, how to hide a body or whatever, but past that, I mean, it's never. You never get in trouble. That's right. It's, <laughs> it's not attorney-client privilege. <laughs> that's right. It's That's right. If I never get busted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it's, it's interesting to me because um, what did you, what was your undergrad in? History and economics. History and economics. Okay, I knew it had something to do with liberal arts. But to me, our conversations always kind of evolve or devolve into philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to bore anyone listening and, and we may or may not get on philosophical tangents, but I find it interesting your approach um because, you know, obviously with your background in law, um you are the type of person that when we discuss politics, when we discuss religion, when we discuss these heavy topics, you're never, you're like me, you're never quite subscribing to one particular paradigm. I think that's correct, yes. Right? I mean, we're we're kind of always examining in our conversations. I'm kind of allergic to paradigms, because as soon as you give it
1: a structure, then it's like, well... Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's pushing this around? You know, who's got this by a leash? Yeah,
0: um, and, and, a, and a lot of our conversations, and, and it, I'm not trying to just jump right in, have to do with um, God and, and when we're talking about God because putting God in boxes and putting God in a paradigm is a problem. And we both agree this is a problem mm. to how in the world— something so far removed, if something even exists that's outside of all existence, right, how do we even begin to approach it? How do we even begin to understand it? And um, I like using words like omnipresent or infinite or things like this when describing the nature of God, because these are all things that we cannot comprehend. Rather than describing God as love or mercy or or, or that which he is but describing God in the sense of apophatically right he's omniscient meaning there is no um, you know end to what he knows or he's omnipresent there is no place where he is not these are all attributes that are negative attributes so to speak right and we're speaking in this in this apophatic and i'm not uh, again I'll, I'll take either position on this i just i find it interesting that we live in a society where we ha- either have a complete rejection of this model or we have a complete embrace of subjectivism i guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it seems to be that that foundation has bled over into our politics into our daily lives into what have you this idea of a complete rejection of reality or a complete embrace of a subjective reality meaning no one can know anything other than what you personally know and i'm not i'm not obviously talking down to you i'm just trying to explain this to to listeners because a lot of people listening including you and I, when we have our conversations, um, we're lost. We're confused mm-hmm. as to the world around us.
1: Well, it's a lot of world to take in, and it's a lot of falsehoods to uh, parse through. And it's, it's proof that more information is not necessarily make people smarter or uh, more informed. Uh, one, if the source of that information is in question and two, why are people approaching it? If it's, you know, clickbait, if it's to get people to buy something or to focus their attention on something, then immediately you have to say, well what is the person who's presenting the information to them? What's their agenda? And to the consumer, what is it they're really looking for? A lot of times what we're what we're doing, and a lot of people I think, myself included, is we're bored. We're looking for something to feel boredom, which could equate to loneliness or to aggravation or to stress. Um, a lot of what people think they're taking in that's information or what they're learning is actually uh, just more of a distraction. They think that they've absorbed something, but they really haven't. They've They've gotten something, but... What have they gotten? You know? Yeah. Knowledge and wisdom. You're you know. ma- yeah, there's a distinction between the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can all go into Google and we can search for whatever we want. Right. And we think that we're learning something, but how quickly can we be distracted, you know, by something else? And we completely forgot why we were, at least I'm speaking for myself. No, I'm with you. Yeah. And then we get on to something else and before we know it, you know, we're watching something stupid on YouTube and nothing stupid on YouTube is bad, but it's like, what was I doing in the yeah. first place? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a, a, a labyrinth of distractions.
0: Yeah. The, so you know, n- and not to make a false paradigm, but the the paradigm I guess mm-hmm. that that we're kind of approaching right now is, um, you know, we have all of information at our fingertips, and yet we can't make sense of any of that information mm-hmm. because it is not wisdom. It's just knowledge, and I know a lot of things, but I don't feel wise. And, and you know a lot of things, and I won't speak to your wisdom. I think you're a wise ma- I'm a wise person, but, I mean, you know, inherently that's going to be a judgment that you make about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And the more I learn, the stupider I feel. And I've tried to explain this multiple occasions to multiple people. Like, the more I know about the world, the more I realize I don't know about the world.
1: The things that you wanted 20 years ago, you don't want anymore. The things you wanted a week ago, right. you don't want anymore because you begin to realize— that's a waste of my time. Or
0: what I was looking for wasn't what it was cracked up to be. And how much of me was me then is me now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, what a dumb question. It's not a dumb question. I mean, because if we're talking about, like, on a cellular level, how much of me? Like, what percentage of me was me then, Right. Or on a on a conscious level, if such a things exist, how much of me th- was me then, right? And what is that bridge between that person then that I'm no longer, and the person I am now? Well, it's obviously a, a unique a unique history that only I have perceived and understood and accepted. But I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm starting to realize that maybe Jonathan Lodge is is a ever changing, always evolving rather than a static identity
1: <clears throat> I think we have to be I mean we we uh, death is definitely not stasis if we were once alive that's kind of like the the polar opposite right of what we once were and what people will remember us for and what people will soon forget and so this idea that oh people don't change well yeah they do change they just carry the same nasty habits with them and interfaced in a different set of variables, right. a different setting. right? Um, because usually when people say people don't change, they're referring to the
0: negative right. aspects Right, yeah, of them. yeah. And they completely neglect the positive things, yeah. about which they, because... The growth they, that they, they might not see the growth because they've just seen that bad habit reoccurring. Yeah, 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 I understand what you're saying. And that bad habit reaffirms things that they know or don't want to know about themselves. Yes. Interesting. And, and a lot of times too, it's like that you don't see that growth because a lot of that growth is in, inward growth. A lot of that growth is stillness. A lot of that growth is quiet. And then when you screw up and you <laughs> yell at your wife or your kid or your dog or whatever you're predicated to do, or you lie or cheat or whatever it is that you do, right? Mm-hmm. People see that action and they're like, ah, same old dude. You get canceled, right? To borrow yep. the prevailing vernacular. I'm trying to get canceled. Vernacular. Man, how do I get canceled?
1: Well, you're not doing a very good old job of it right now. Uh! <laughs> <laughs> I really expected more. I thought five minutes
0: into this, oh, i no. on fire. Oh, the, the whole yeah. place is yeah. just going oh, to come crashing down. Hiding my face. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. 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 You modulating your voice. Yeah. I'm in general for my Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, man. I. <sighs> I try, to, I try to use this as a vehicle. I think we are talking about this before. I try to use this as a vehicle to, to explore concepts and to be as authentic as possible and, and try to maybe pull down a little bit of the craziness uh, and not be so insane and intense as I know I can be. But, um, like, we had a show last week. I was telling you about it. Um, you need to check it out uh, that John takes on the Internet. And I was kind of getting into that. I was getting into that. I was getting pumped. I was being more of that confrontational uh, crazy, mm-hmm. you know, extreme energy that I, that you have seen me bring to the table on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think this is a good medium to, I try to create a safe space so that we can have good conversations. And I think the craziness probably doesn't work, you know, always. Might 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 be for you. It might might might, maybe if I start getting start saying outlandish crazy things that. uh, (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) Well, here's the thing: you got kids and I got kids, but you don't have any teenage kids yet. Not yet. Just wait. Yeah, you've got teenage kids. (laughs) How many teenage kids do you have? Well, now technically two: a fifteen-year-old girl and a fourteen-year-old boy, and then the eleven-year-old twin girls. So I will have three teenage girls at some
0: point. Yeah. yeah. I got a 9-year-old, about to be 9. So, we're still so, in the blessed ages of <laughs> wonderment and dad's the hero and
1: cuz you can get crazy about things that you see on the news and the or things that are don't make sense, mm-hmm. the frustrations of, you know, whatever is going on. But until you have a teenage girl, <laughs> Stewing and conspiring, even that look, <laughs> yeah. and just like you can do whatever you want, but you can't change my attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: can't make yeah. me You can't like break me situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, it's going to be an ugly ride. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know you're like, yes, I can. And <laughs> yeah, the world's problems
1: seem a little smaller at that yeah. moment.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, making the world's problems smaller. That has been my personal journey mm-hmm. is making the world's problems smaller and um I've been I told you I've been fasting that's been helping a lot of fast Wednesdays and Fridays that helps make the world not so difficult because it sucks to not eat all day on Wednesday and it sucks to not eat all day on Friday it doesn't get easier you don't get into the habit or the hang of it because you're putting your body in and out of that that mode of starvation and not starvation you know Mm -hmm. so you you can eat you know after the first day you're good but it's that first day it's again making myself do hard things to make the world seem a lot less challenging you have your werther's original though this is not mine this is for the mike weatherford show don't try to deny it (laughs) <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> I have nickels. You do have up. those. Yeah. <laughs> uh by the way, I have to say this. <clears throat> Next Tuesday, the Mike Weatherford show. Mike, if you're watching, I know you are. We have Randall French and Sophie Woods. Sophie Woods as music in March continues. I'm going to probably say this two or three times during our broadcast. Love you, Mike. Thanks for letting me do this show. Um, but these are his Werthers. I should well, re- don't touch them then. Yeah. Stop touching them. <laughs> yeah. They're not yours. So uh, let me ask you this. What is your. Uh, yeah, we, we were starting to talk about this uh, the other day. What do you think about the current state of affairs? Um when you look out and you watch the news and I know you're limiting your news consumption and I know you're kind of doing it mostly by reading and things of that nature. What is your barometer of the Zeitgeist right now? Is well, it as bad as
1: you mm-hmm. think as I say it is? The state of affairs is not wrapped up in politicians. And it's not about who's going to be or not be indicted. Uh, I don't even know if they have or not. Right. It's not about what they're doing in Nashville or they're doing in D.C. Those things are important. But the state of affairs is what's happening on the streets of a city, what's happening in poor rural areas. It's what's happening um, in schools. Um. It's what's happening amongst everyday people, and it doesn't get talked about except, again, like we were saying, the negative stuff is what people latch on to. Because if you talk about the negative stuff other people are doing, you don't have to look at the negative stuff in your life, or you don't have to accept the positive things about the folks that you don't want to admit they are making some positive changes. And So that's the seems to be the fabric, the pattern of human interaction. And it's not... Necessarily uniquely an American thing, but it just seems like we, we've marketed this uh, virulent brand of um, trying to destroy everyone else because right. it's like we're like the, we're the conquerors, right. you know. Yeah, we want to be the Vikings so bad we can't help it, and. We are really good at being
0: the best at everything.
1: We, we want to be the best at everything. Yeah. And being the best is like not being the best at everything. Because yeah. if you're striving to be the best at everything, and you're teaching your kids that they have to be the best at everything, and undoubtedly when they fail, then different personalities take that in different ways. You know, Some people are crushed when they realize that they can't be that which they've been told that they have to be. Or when they lie to themselves and say that they are, or they cheat, or they drink, or they use drugs, or they do whatever. There's so many different... Whatever, right. I mean, um, speaking in my own experience, it's like, you know, I, here I am. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I'm kind of in transition in terms of where my career is going. And I'm really happy about it because it took me walking into courtrooms and feeling less than or never good enough, you know, but you still have to put on your tie and your suit. You still have to be a zealous advocate. You still have to do what you're told that you ethically have to do and from a competitive level you have to do. And you're probably surrounded by other people feeling the same way. And it's not a very forgiving field.
0: No, doesn't I couldn't seem imagine. like it. No, yeah, cutthroat is cut and cut that's, throat not the, that's not
1: the that's not what humanity really is all about. Yeah but yet people aspire to want to go to law school and they want to look a certain way and talk a certain way and everything and you just get to a certain age i guess maybe the way that i am and you just it's, it's just exhausting yeah it's absolutely exhausting what i'm finding out is you can still be an attorney and
0: not see the worst in humanity every single hour not see the worst hour. in <laughs> humanity and not
1: fight against yourself trying to fake right one thing while your heart yearns for something else.
0: My gosh, that is exhausting. The faking the one thing. It's very exhausting. It, to, to put on that face and to sit there and, and try to act as if you're this or that is the absolute worst. You can come up with so many excuses of why you're doing it. You're doing it for family. You're doing it
1: for your reputation. You're doing it for your client or whatever, you know. Right. And uh, no one's benefiting from it. It's just a an acrid, bitter wafer of daily, you know, it sounds like, gee, man, went to law school. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like he's in trouble. No, really. I mean, it's like, it could be in any profession or any, anything. It, it doesn't have to be what people typically think is a high powered, you know. Right. Uh, Anything you do, if you think you're trying to prove yourself to someone else, or to feel better about yourself through a job, yeah,
0: a career, career, or, yeah, or a, a name job or has gotten kind whatever. of murky. Yeah,
1: in terms of, well, it's okay to have a career, right? But it almost has this cult-like implication. Yeah, the career. It's something more than just a job. A, jo- a job it's an identity. is to get you through. Mm-hmm. Career is your identity. Mm-hmm. When people they first meet, if it's not the weather, you know it's what, what do you do? What do you do?
0: Yeah, I'm a janitor. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell people. Been telling people for years. Yeah, I'm a janitor. I clean up messes. Yeah, yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> why ha- do we? You know, because this hasn't always been the case and it's not universal throughout all cultures. Why do we in the American culture tend to um, have our identity united with our work, you know? So me closing the brewery and people not knowing other plans and things like that. I mean, I had people get mad at me. I had ugliness. I saw ugliness from people that I never thought would be ugly. Mm-hmm. They were upset that I did that. You know that it was like I was changing myself. That's that's how they viewed it. I was changing mm-hmm.
1: me. Well, they betrayed a projection of what they saw Jonathan launch to be. Right, this static, funny guy that runs the brewery, yeah. slings the drinks, and. Next it up with folks <laughs> and that's where they want to go. Yeah. You know, they want their own cheers. Yeah, of course. They want to go where everyone knows their name. Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And th- they just think that really sucks. Yeah. And but, and but you that- suck because you're not playing there. <laughs> they're they're that part of their week.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I know, but I don't look you're at You're consumable yeah. and you're no longer being gonna be able to be consumed. <sighs> yeah. But that's not who I am.
0: It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't but, but okay. it doesn't mean that they're evil for that it just means that it does i think it does and this is i think it does and here's why because they've projected a some, they've projected a false persona of me they've transgressed about me because they've projected something about me that is not true so i think it is i think it is a slight on me now of course just like all the rest of our conversations this isn't the hill i'm going to die on <laughs> cuz i'm not sure but it sounds really good when i say it with affirmation like that Mm -hmm. right but I I don't know I think that when you when you view someone else other than who they are isn't that a lie as to what that person is I mean if I'm to if I were to hold up this water bottle sponsored by AccuAir and Rudd and as as their pro partner and and you know say it's full of beer I'm misidentifying this thing Mm -hmm. it's a lie Right. So me projecting, you know, an identity onto someone else that's not true or vice versa and not seeing them for who they are, isn't that a transgression against that person? I mean, isn't that literally the definition of that? Right. I mean, I don't know. Well, we've been
1: trained for, let's see, I guess it's the advent of radio that marketing really took off of product and brand recognition, yeah. So Jonathan Lodge, in that incarnation, is a brand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron Daniel is an attorney with his suit and tie on, and mm-hmm. with a fresh shave that he doesn't have now. And the <laughs> hair that is thinning that he should have cut. Zang. He doesn't look <laughs> silver fox. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like what you would think, you know. And y- y- why can't you? You must be slipping, or you, something must be wrong if you're not living this identity identity anymore. Yeah. Or at least you caught me, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you're the yeah, you're the wizard. Yeah, you know, you caught the you know woman. She didn't have her makeup on, and right. she's you like,
0: what did you expect? Right.
1: What do you think people are supposed to be? High powered
2: business
0: suits all the time. Yeah. Do you think people are? Those are psychopaths. Yeah. Those are those. They have a name for that in psychology. They're called psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I try not to hang around. And you've met folks. him. I mean, you've met a real psychopath.
2: No I empathy. Sure yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Zero empathy, one goal, one mindset, pit bulls. Yeah. Absolutely. And oftentimes they're very successful. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're good at killing people. They're good at making money. They're good at doing mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Yeah. Destroying lives. Destroying and lives. Yeah. and <laughs> Building empires yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Yeah.
1: But let's say, you know, projection again, like it's kind of similar, but, you know, you go to a restaurant. Whoever your server is, you see them all the time. People, even people you know, family, right speak to them, even if they're not speaking to them in a coarse or harsh way, they take on a different tone, a different expectation. You know, wonder when they're gonna make bring more bread. Wonder when the bread's gonna get here. <laughs> yeah, more bread, you know? Yeah. It's like we just stuffed our gullet with four baskets of yeah. that stuff, you know. We had enough carbs here yeah. to charge, you know, a marathon tomorrow, and and we want more. And that's what that person is in it's, that moment. Yeah. You know, that's their job, and that's right. the expectation. So I, I'm not saying this be unrealistic, but we have been marketing things for over 100 years systematically, not, not so much in just— I have a good or a trade that I want to sell you. Right, right, We have, from a scientific, deep psychological studies, we have perfected it. And that's probably what America has exported more efficiently than anything, is the ability to market anything and everything, even the stuff people didn't know that they want. Could be marketable. Could be marketable. All it takes
0: is the skills and the triggers to do so. And information right now is the biggest booming market and what is frustrating to me is the message that we are the product Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not the consumer yeah for that and if i think if we could get that message out it would be a lot easier for us to kind of wrap our brains around well maybe since we're the product
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and not the consumer because the it's the information that we're giving is what's being sold and bought maybe if we're a the product of these things, then if we can get that message out, then maybe the ideas that are in our heads are also products. So these that we think are our identity might actually be intrusive thoughts that were planted there, much like a marketing, much like I want a Coca-Cola when I see red and white. And that's the manifestation of it.
1: But the, the actual action is, you know, we think of advertising commercials, or even in the stories that are being told, in the the narratives of drama or comedy or whatever, we think of them renting space from a channel, um, you know, producers, whatever. But we're really, we're the tenants. Right. We've signed a lease. Right. With our time. Right. We have a timeshare in oblivion. Right. And so... We're the ones lessing out our talents, our energies, and it's we're expected to do it. It's like you're you're a weirdo or you're Oh yeah, you're a right wing nut or you're a left wing hippie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you do something else. Yeah. So we've had a century of that ingrained in our culture and that's what we do. Yeah. And but we're the ones that are giving it away. Right. I mean, can you imagine... We blame bigger entities, but we individually are the ones giving our little slice mm-hmm. of that away. And it's a possessory interest, and it's one we freely freely rel- relinquish. Right. It's not something that someone took away. We, we freely give it away. Right. And I, I guess if we thought of it in that mindset, or if I thought of it in that mindset more than... Oh, they're they're trying to get us to do this,
0: or they want us to right. do that. Yeah, this faceless. No, you gave it away. Yeah, this faceless it's enterprise. It's of, your little share of it. Yeah, and then that, then, then whatever you get back is the result of that gift. <laughs> yeah, they turn around, and they <laughs> repackage it, and sell it to you for a profit. Right,
1: right, 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 right. And they they call that entertainment and amusement. Right
0: and information and information that's the key here is let me there, so let me we're gonna a me, hard-hitting yeah is. let me sort out the facts for you mm-hmm. let me tell you let me make sense of this Ukraine, we're gonna get Russia to the bottom thing. of it we're gonna get to the bottom of it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah the oh. bottom all right <laughs> yeah yeah oh man the disingenuous nature of of that whole schema that you just laid out is revolting i wish though people could Really, including myself, grasp it better. I remember kayaking through a hurricane with you, and uh, on, on Kentucky Lake one time, and uh, you were telling me, almost begging me to get off of Facebook. You're like, "I did it. It was awesome." Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. You know, and we both did it for quite a bit of time. We both successfully. I deleted the app. I said, "Oh, I only have to use it for the brewery or whatever." It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Work has brought us back in. And that's just one multifaceted. I mean, I like to pick on Facebook because they are the devil. But I mean, so Walmart Meta, and, right? They're met the Meta devil, sorry, <laughs> or the devil Meta. I don't. They even don't have know. a cult
1: leader name for a corporate meta-set, <laughs> You know, <laughs> um,
0: Mark Zuckerberg kind of sounds like Kermit the Frog to me a little bit. Um, <laughs> and this is when he's drinking water. This is at the Senate and Senate hearing committees. He's like. <laughs> i swear i'm a human come to the metaverse human being it's frank oz on acid i guess and it was
1: it was a worthwhile break and i got back on it for music you know to to find out about you know because i have an interest in music and, and you've been and, playing out and gigging out on a yeah i Yeah, getting started yeah. with that but so that was my excuse for getting yeah, back yeah. on and I feel some of the same habits and the yes. same like want to express myself. Comment. But I, here lately, I have it, it's been a lot more muted and it's been a lot more like um, it doesn't offer the same attraction that it used to. I don't know if that's just maturity or weariness or um, weariness. Well, probably weariness. I think people are experiencing that a lot on yeah. social network. It's just there's like there's only weariness. so much you can do with it. I mean, there's yeah. these same people that are your typical lockers and and people you talk to. But everyone's just getting tired. It's like, well, there's pictures. You know, we went on vacation, and so we shared some pictures and stuff. And they were nice. But it's like crap. I didn't like it. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't get the lighting just right on that one. I'm
2: the
0: worst friend. I didn't like your vacation post.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sorry.
1: Well, I kept my shirt on at the beach. Did you a favor? <laughs> no, I got that picture. <laughs> no, did you? It was on Facebook, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't hold the same thing, and I think that that's will be addressed by the powers that be. You know, yeah. but it won't be again. It won't. It's not. They're not to blame.
0: It's what we have demonstrated in laboratory tests. Yeah. White, white paper science. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, this is inarguable. Yeah. And I mean, really the, take advantage of it. Yeah. The forerunners of this dude, I don't want to you know, give them credence to who they were. Um, but the forerunners of this did a really, really good job at figuring out exactly how to manipulate human consciousness mm-hmm. to do whatever it is that, and when you speak of the, they, and you also you also used a word I think it was called maturity. I'll look that up when I get home. But uh, um, I think maybe to combine the two, I've matured a lot in the fact that when I see the world, I've never it's never made sense the dichotomies presented before me: the left versus right, the Democrat versus Republican, the atheist versus the Christian, the Muslim versus the this, the that. None of that ever made sense to the me. Bulldogs and the volunteers. Right. None of it ever made a lick of sense to me. So um, I think as I've grown and matured, the they that I speak of, I think it's a lot of groups. I think it's a lot of groups of people that are trying to capitalize, trying to um, make as much money, get as much power. I mean, because that's what human beings like to do.
1: I don't think saying
0: psychopaths and business suits. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying there's not some, like, uh, uh, skull and bone, secret robed organization that's pulling the strings of the world. I think there's probably a lot of those organizations Mm -hmm. that are pulling the strings of the world. And I don't think it's all cloak and dagger anymore. I think, for the most part, they're pretty open about what it is that they're doing and what it is that they want to do. They don't have to be closed about it. Right. Because a lot of what they convey in
1: terms of goals, people have bought into thinking Mm -hmm. that that's... That's yep. actually where we should be going.
0: We're overpopulated. That's my favorite. Yeah, we're overpopulated. We're overpopulated. Mm-hmm. We're overpopulated. There's too many people. Didn't you know that? We've got to get rid of the people. Right. That language scares the ever-living crap out of me.
1: Yeah. I did drive back through Atlanta in the rain on St. Patrick's Day this past Friday. i was not saying there was overpopulated but if they would just get out of Atlanta. I was about to say, Atlanta
0: might be overpopulated. Yeah. But <laughs> have you driven out west lately? <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. Know, I, the, the, the scary thing about when you start talking about the world being overpopulated, we start talking about you know, limiting children. We start talking about eugenics. We start talking about who gets to live. Who mm-hmm. gets, this Malthusian, uh, uh, again, it's a dichotomy. It's a false dichotomy, and I hate that, to look at the world and say it either has enough resources or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's how we look at it. It either has an infinite amount of resources because a bearded man in heaven threw lightning bolts down, and we can just rape and pillage the earth, right? Or we're doomed. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm Al Gore in two thousand and two thousand, right? And in mm-hmm. twenty years, we're all going to be underwater, right? There's Everything
1: you do is just yeah, rape and pillage. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, a carbon footprint. Yeah, yeah. Your existence alone. You oh. shouldn't even exist, dude the 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 peter singer philosophy of like the whole um vegan philosophy mm-hmm. not i not dietary but the philosophy behind it will lead and i'm a huge proponent of this i believe will lead to um realizing that there's you, you are more cost carbon costs than you are than you can negate with your time that's scary to come to that conclusion, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm taking up more energy, and since the world's on finite energy and there's too many mm-hmm. people, hey, I've got a solution, right? That's just what someone with depression around Christmas time needs to hear, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, I know exactly, and and so, and that's just what some megalomaniac that's trying to, uh, um, you know, uh, be a populist or, or or trying to take control of this country or that country or whatever capitalize on that mm-hmm. i mean that it's 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 that that idea of there's too many we need we've got limited resources hey we've got a you know but there again it's that dichotomy that i just absolutely reject i just think i hate that i hate that i hate to think that it's black or white black or white black or white i've lived too long like that
1: well we you we i don't really want, want to get into the the current politics that much but i mean it's it it's a reflection of it's so ingrained and it's again, I mentioned sports. I haven't talked about football or baseball or you know, I mean I I like baseball. Um, if a football game is on, I'll watch it. But it's gotten to the point where it's it is. It's like this is people are looking for a tribe. They're looking for something to to hitch their wagon to. And it's not necessarily inherently wrong to go buy two hundred dollar tickets to a game with a hundred thousand other people. Right. And vie for fifty dollar parking and everything. If that's what you want to do, right, that's right, great. Right, right. But it's like it's uh it's it's a religion. It's uh it's more than a religion. It's a fixation. And it's mysticism. Okay, yeah. It really is. Yeah, this this uh, <clears throat> sense of this magic mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. some gladiatorial combat yeah. that we can't have the full experience That's like
0: right. we did 2,000 years ago. Yeah. But we can get close. Yeah. And our our politics did this, too. I mean, our politics did this, too, created this, like, religion around COVID. It mm-hmm. was either this, you were in den- complete denial, yeah. licking toilet seats, and just drinking bleach or whatever it was, mm-hmm. or you're... Doing these ritual acts that you know scientifically aren't—they don't work—and you're, and but you're just you're doing these to to be in this group. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in retail. So I only had a particular group that came into my retail establishment, and then everyone else was like, you know, washing down their UPS boxes or whatever, which I mean was insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, I had family members do it. I mean to do whatever we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to protect ourselves. So we just like did these like ritual acts like mm-hmm. a religion, a mystic. Hey, we don't know. We don't know anything. So let's do these. acts. getting in my
1: tanning bed. It's like an autoclave.
0: Right. You know, we, yeah. I'll crank it up. And yeah. Fry it off. Yeah. You know, fry where it is off. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Drink the bleach. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, it, it is. And it is this, um, um, it is a fervency of religion. And it's interesting to look at it in that uh, paradigm because um, not only do we have a predication to want to be with others that are like-minded or tribalism, but we also have a predication to defend that tribe. It's not just being in their presence, Mm -hmm. right? You don't like the Vols? What the heck, man? Oh, you're an Alabama fan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know football. I guess it's the over. It's oval. not enough to be an American. Yeah, right. Or whatever. Yeah. Or a human. Yeah. God forbid you find similarity in humanity with somebody else. I know. Right. I don't know. It's just like you gotta defend that. And um to me, um the attraction to a virtuous life is it, it, it's defense is the action itself. There's no need to defend doing the right thing. I love that idea. I love Mm -hmm. that I don't have to, I can do good. And and it doesn't matter how much knowledge I have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change it. I can't learn. Like my son was asking me, I have a broken pinky toe. I sent you a picture of it. You did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And my son was like, Wanting to wrestle around or whatever. And I was like, I can't, man. You know, my foot's hurting. It's really hurting. I've been walking around on it all day. And then Chelsea's like, you know, Bear, do you know what empathy is? So we explained it to him.
2: Mm.
0: Great. We explained it to him. Does he know what empathy is? I would argue no. It's not the knowledge of empathy, right? (laughs) He has to experience it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He has to experience it. It's not a secret knowledge. A doer of it and a recipient. Of right. It. But we are in a society that believes that there is these secrets. This, If only we knew this prosperity secret, or if only we knew this weight loss secret, or if only we knew this, you know, there's all these secrets. Subscribe to get the back story of the logical podcast. Like and subscribe to get, the, you know. Mm-hmm. It's this esoteric knowledge, so to speak. And I like the antithesis of that. I like the fact that the idea that true knowledge, um, there is no way to explain love. There is no way to explain charity or empathy or any any of these, or goodness. Mm -hmm. You experience it, and I can have a similar experience to you, but it's not the same. And we're going to have very different definitions of it. Because of our experience, yeah. But I can sit here and tell you all day. This is what charity is. That doesn't mean you know what it is. It's interesting to me that there's certain things in our lives that fit in these categories. Mm -hmm. And I I, I notice your silence because you're sitting here thinking about this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said charity. You know, the first people,
1: the first thing people probably think of is a logo. Oh yeah. They think of a brand. Right, yeah. They think of
0: the Red Cross. They think of St. Jude. They think of— And I should clarify that you and I are speaking in metaphysical terms. Right. Yeah, you're right But I mean, but you say charity, what—
1: We're already back in the hole of being branded. I feel so judgmental in saying that. But I mean, when you said charity, the first thing that popped in my head was Red Cross because of something I saw earlier in the day or yesterday. You say charity immediately— you don't a think a trademarked, yeah, logo crossed my mind. Yeah, not the metaphysical, even though I know that's what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's organized, five hundred one c three or whatever <laughs> other you know. Oh my god, get the lawyers involved. Florence
0: Nightingale wasn't she the Red Cross? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wikipedia, that somebody. Not that anyone's listening. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm, know, they are listening because I'm on your yeah. show tonight, Jonathan. <laughs> I are out there is, riveted. Mom is. <laughs> My mom always listens. No, I know that, dude, but that goes back to the, the conversation that we were just having a second ago about, about branding. What a sad travesty that I'm trying to convey an idea, a metaphysical idea, and the first thing we think about is a 501 c. <laughs>
1: Well, I didn't think of the, the the nonprofit status first. I just thought of the logo. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
1: charity, charity in a um, more intangible,
0: well, experience. Charity and thought, sure,
1: as well. You know, well, thought's not doing. Well, thought is kind of doing. Thought, charity, and people that have wronged us, people that.
0: We don't know anything about what's empathy is is, is thought charity. Yeah. Right. Is your,
1: I think that's a pretty good definition. Yeah. yeah,
0: I've never connected that, but I think it might be an accurate definition is you're, you're thinking about yourself in their shoes. It's Energy, right? Um, energy. I like that idea. (laughs) I've been really getting into energy and what that means. And I think that's what we're talking about. I think we're describing energies.
1: Energy is as real as the actions it produces, and I think we're awash in some pretty negative energy, yeah, and not that you know I'm talking about Chi or talking about I've a never. bunch of stuff that I don't know anything about, right I just know that you you can sense when you walk into certain places or talk to certain people an energy because it's good or bad. Some people just give it off. And it's it's not, you can't deny it.
0: I mean, yeah. That's it, the it's hard there. part for a lot of people is the denial. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: because it doesn't fit into what's convenient for me in that moment. Right. I need to achieve objective A and right. I've got energy B and I've got to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like what I do for a living, you know, sometimes I have to go talk to people <laughs> in the jail that their energy is not real great. No. And for a lot of them, it hasn't been for a long time and may never be. And sometimes it's people that are wearing suits and that are across the, the courtroom from me or sitting on the bench. Yeah. Not locally here. No, you. of course. No. Or not. <laughs> but, um, you can feel it. You have to deal with it. Doesn't always come out of sarcasm. Doesn't always come out as uh, callousness, but. You know, sometimes you just get the sense that people are not not being that sincere. Yeah, they don't know what sincerity is. Yeah, uh, it, it it's really easy to get caught up in ourselves. I mean, I've been there, I've done that. You know, where you just you feel like you lose track of like, where were, where where were we? Right. What am I doing? I right. mean I really feel like I'm in a play right i, I feel like i'm I'm expecting someone to cut the camera you right know? right, and people's energy um it can bounce off of them and and like I said, it may not be convenient in that moment to address that or to walk away from it yeah, that's a great luxury isn't it to walk away. Whew
2: that's not kind of about dealing with something yeah, but yeah. be
1: able to walk away from something yeah yeah to be especially ab- sometimes when you can't yeah that would be nice perhaps if if more people walked away from things yeah. rather
0: than engaging yeah i have a problem with engaging um i i feel like it's my duty to engage a lot of times when it's probably not and I don't know why, but I, I find myself in hilarious circumstances. Not always funny, but I mean, I'm, I'm using this term loosely. I find myself in circumstances of breaking up a random fight at a gas station recently, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like, why am I involved in this? Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I putting my energies into this? And I don't know. Because... Put
1: aside the the potential danger to your corporal physical body.
0: Right. The the just the. Yeah, why well, are you doing why it? Why am I doing it? Yeah. And why What? Why didn't I have the propensity to maybe walk away, whereas sometimes I do turn my back on people that need help, especially people I love. That's the easiest one to turn your back on because you know you're going to be forgiven.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like it's so easy for me to tell my kids, I'll tell you a story tomorrow night, or I'll empty the dishwasher tomorrow, babe, or whatever it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like it's, it's easier for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Than it is for me to walk away from a stranger who's you got one shot because you got one show shot. Them how great you to are. show them how awesome you are. Yeah, that I'm a real good person. Yeah, remember me. Yep. remember this face.
1: Yeah, it's I almost mean. like you're slipping a calling card, you know, like mm-hmm. into their pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, you just vis- been visited by Jonathan Law. Right, right.
0: So the left- you just got the Aaron Daniel experience. Right. Know? So the balance that I try to have is then the left hand keeping the left from the right right like how how in the world do you genuinely help people and not succumb to the cynicism and sarcasm and apathy and the meaningless void of the action itself mm-hmm. right because at some point it does become meaningless because and and not to not to quote JC too much but you know, he says they've already got their reward. Like, they've already got, you already got your reward by standing up and making, by putting that, dropping that calling card at the homeless guy's feet at Walmart or whatever it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, but I can't, again, the people that I love the most, my mother's like, hey, can you help me come pick up sticks out of the yard? And I always have a reason not to. Because mm-hmm. I know she's my mom and she's going to forgive me. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan forgot, or he'll right. He's he's busy.
1: He's busy. Yeah. I don't want to trouble him. Right. Because I know who he is. Oh, wait a minute. I know who he is. I know his family. I know what he's doing. Right. I know how busy he is. Right. I know who he is. Right. 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 We can fill in a lot of blanks with people that we don't know that happen to be affiliated with something that we have a strong passion for. Yep. They're members. Yep. Or someone that sits at a particular building on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's part of that family. Yeah. Church family. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone can really convince anyone of anything, persuade anyone of anything if they don't really know who they are. Yeah. And know, know them in the sense of, I know a little bit about your history or your family, or your interest, or get a sense that if I saw or heard you do something that was maybe less than complimentary, I could still put it in context. Mm -hmm. How is someone through an influencer or a politician or a preacher or someone, how are they going to be able to accomplish that if I've, one, never met them? Two, I don't really know anything about them. And three... They kind of don't want me to know about them. Yeah. They want me to know a product. Yeah. They want me to know a character that in all likelihood they're not intentionally trying to just de- to deceive me. But they have a job to do or they have a mission. Or they have they have an aspiration that they're living trying to reach people. But most of the world I just don't think can be reached now, I'm not talking so much in the spiritual salvation context it could be that but the people around you the 20 or so people around you constantly or even if they're not around you physically they're, they're in, in your, your heart. Circle, right? they're yeah. in your you know that's where most people that's who they're going to listen to yeah like there's a lawyer in um, Chattanooga Jerry Summers very strong uh, opponent of attorney advertising. Now, he's also probably one of the best criminal defense lawyers really in the to Southeast. Yeah. He's <clears throat> but he started in a time when before, you know, the late 70s when there's a lot of changes to the laws and some ethical opinions. You really couldn't advertise much. There wasn't a whole lot you could say about yourself. You know, it wasn't the big billboards, you know, mm-hmm. staring down at you. I'm talking about even just tasteful ones. You couldn't really do it, but you think about it. Do do you really want someone handling the most secretive, delicate, potentially hurtful times and, and aspects of your life based on a billboard, <laughs> based on a website, based on yeah. someone else's marketing?
0: Bill Durham, solution. if you're listening. I think you're doing a great job. So. But it's,
1: it, it doesn't mean that that's No, I know what you're wrong, saying. But, like, if you were to tell me, you know, like, who am I going to listen to the most? Maybe they've got a billboard. Maybe they've got a website. But if I know someone that's within my circle that really can vouch for that person, I can say, you know, they're pretty – they have done something, in, whether they're an attorney or it's any other trade, or it's just something that doesn't have to do with a job to be performed. They can vouch for them that they are who they say they are, or or I know who they are, and they're they're solid. You can you can listen to what they say, or you can trust that they're going to do a good job. There's there's not a, a marketing department anywhere that can. Do any better than that right and that's the one thing that's the one thing that they can't have is real trust right familial yeah close bonds <clears throat> Well,
0: because they haven't experienced those energies i would argue i would argue is because you they haven't experienced the actual charity they haven't experienced the love they haven't experienced these goodness or these things that are in participation with one another and unique Mm -hmm. and unique in that experience in and of itself. So no, I don't trust the politician on the TV because I don't have that common shared energy. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like a hippie way to put it, but this is, I'm using ancient, ancient, Mm uh, uh, talking points here. But to me, listening to those energies goodness justice charity all of these different things to me that's going to set how i conduct my life rather because to me those things are a imminent connection with something that is beyond all connection because love doesn't come from me or you it's not like we're, we don't are not, not like we're not sharing you know, chemicals or, or mm-hmm. the, you know, sound bouncing off my eardrums and making memories in my head or whatever. There's a certain experience that we have and that we have shared. So, because of that energy that we've shared, I'm going to trust your opinion more. You were talking about disengagement earlier, you know, um, and
1: tying in in terms of what we've been talking about the last few minutes of trust. Uh, if, If there was some way of overcoming this idea that it always, you said again, this dichotomy, feeding this dichotomy of us versus them or good versus evil Mm -hmm. in absolute terms, Mm -hmm. I think the only way that that can happen is through disengagement and through listening to those closest to you, not necessarily going around completely uninformed of what's going on ar- around, that doesn't fit into Meta's <laughs> game plan. No. That doesn't fit into Insta- Instagram or Snapchat. No, the, the good versus evil, all that kind of stuff,
0: I just completely reject. But I just don't... I think that's ridiculous. It
1: also means that you can't be a part of that or you can't u- utilize those uh, outlets.
0: But if you're... We say this as this is being broadcast live on
2: Facebook.
1: Well, it's just being broadcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's fine. It's, right, a, it's right. just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, Uh I, I'm not trying to persuade anyone of anything. Yeah. I, I don't you know can't. that I should persuade anyone of <laughs> anything, yeah. because
0: the people listening to it may or may not know who I am. Right. They think, who's that weirdo? Right. No, but they're going to say, who's that hunky silver fox that well, passed five bars in
2: eight states? Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Time to reorder the context. Yeah, Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Um. But point being is, is how do you disengage? How do you, well, you kind of spend more time with the people that, upon which your trust is... is you've shared founded. those energies. And it's like, we also have this thing in life, like the extended family, it's like it moves and stages in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got... Your parents for a certain set period of time and then you're just supposed to just completely walk away from that. Yeah. And they want you to walk away from it. And we just you know, let's just go our separate ways. Right. And we'll have a few holidays that Right. We'll buy a bunch of stuff, (laughs) eat a bunch of stuff and you gotta do it. We'll make up for lost time. And you gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be warm, heartwarming and we'll watch movies about it. Right. Right. Yeah. The same movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, n- no, I mean, like, and I, I have to say I failed in this regard. But, I mean, part of the reason I moved back to Ch- to Chattanooga area was to be closer to my parents. Right, and for yeah. Her to be closer to hers. And right. I found that, you know, I'm not spending as much time with them as I thought I would. As you projected in your mind. And it's really disappointing. It's yeah. like,
0: I am spending more time. Of course. But not like I thought I would. Well, Again, but you're making a reality. You're projecting a reality into existence that would never be in existence. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, so instead of saying, man, I wish I would have done it or be spending more time, well, either spend more time or just be okay with the fact that you missed the mark on how much time you're spending with them. But yeah. the fact that you're spending more, yeah, that's accomplishing the goal there. And I'm with you. It, you're, you're, the family dynamic does change. And the the older I get, the more I connect with those energies – that i keep going back to but those mm-hmm. energies of charity and goodness and, and justice and all of these good things the more i connect with other human beings the more in those senses the more i feel like they're my family the more i feel like i am sharing something with them even though i don't have any i might not have anything else tangibly in common mm-hmm. but like hey your heart's full of love, or my heart's full of love, or you're you know you want justice and I want justice and or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I don't think there's a, a quantitative limit. on no. who that is? I don't mean no, to no, say no. like oh had, he said twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought twenty. I was like dang that's a lot, bro. I was <laughs> <It's laughs> like, like I don't have twenty. He's like golly, there's Mike Weatherford, there's my mom, <laughs> there's you, there's Chelsea. That's
1: I'm going to make a list. And I'm going my to dad, show it to you, Aaron and you five. can't disclose it. Yeah, <laughs> can I count my kids, my dogs, or? <laughs> People arguing that yeah. don't know each other. Yeah. Or people, you know, it's like step away one, you'll have more time to make more money. You'll have more time with your family. You'll have more time right. to go exercise or do whatever you want to do. Like you'll have more time just and and you could still Argue. do a lot of the stuff that you're doing, yeah. but maybe do it with people that matter
0: yeah i argue with you all the time and i argue with my yeah. other friends all the time and i it's like i wouldn't want it any other way because you don't get any traction otherwise y- yeah yeah i don't i don't want any other way how
1: I- much time are you wasting right, right you know yeah or even if you don't engage if even if you don't tap out the comments, you've already thought it you've already put the energy you thought it or you look through the comments and you already are yeah. arguing the folks or, or you know it's like i remember when i was a kid you know and get home and maybe there was some talk show on, you know, maybe right. it was Jerry Springer back before nice. Jerry Springer became Ricky Lake.
0: nuts. She, Ricky was, Lake. she was fine back in the day, boy. I <laughs> had a crush on her. Back in the nineties. Don't make me <laughs> name mine. <No>. Uh, <laughs> was it Judge but, Judy? But like hey. Sicky. <laughs> Dang, it was Judge Judy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> she is kind of fine.
1: <laughs> I'm too old for Judge Judy. Sorry. I don't know, man. That was, that was actually a little bit after my, <laughs> who did? I'm not going to go to this. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to go to this path. Angela
1: Lansbury. <laughs> but you watch, you know, if you watch, and I'm t- talking, if you know, full board, you know, who's the father type of stuff, but where someone is being confronted, you have a moderator right. talk show host who, yeah, dips Surprise! in, yeah. you know, and that that type of show gets, I, I mean, it did with me, but it gets you where like you imagine yourself being an advocate or arguing. And maybe even have a conversation out loud.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Yes, yes. I grew up in a oh, household where so... we talked to the TV. Yeah. Like it could talk back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, all did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I want that. I want that toy. That's, you know, that's me talking on the TV yeah. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: there's people in your life maybe you want to talk to like yeah. that, but you won't. Yeah. But you can talk to the TV. Yeah, You can yeah, have yeah. these people that... Yeah, have all these horrible problems. Yeah, and they're airing it out. Why
0: would they do that? Yeah. because
1: you're watching it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, meanwhile, the people that are having the actual horrible problems in your life, you're like, man, I hope that gets better for them. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers, buddy. Thoughts and yeah. prayers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed I'll put you it, last Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, and it is it is. Um, you can't take relationships for granted, and. One of the things about you moving away was, and I told us this, I was worried that I'd I'd lose the friendship. And I started thinking, who cares? Who cares? We've had the time that that's disingenuous to the times that we've shared together. You know what I mean? Like, not to say that I would wouldn't miss you, of course, but the thought crossed my mind, like, man, Aaron's moved away, and I'm 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 gonna miss some of our crazy things that we've done together, but then it's like I'm not missing anything. We've done those things together. Mm -hmm. I'm not missing a thing.
1: Well, it doesn't go on in perpetuity. It's not like, you know, there's always going to be the opportunity. Right. There's not always going to be the ability. There probably
0: will come an end to it at some point. It's not for me, but for everyone else. I'm with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, tbd buddy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tbd I'm, I'm working i'm an alchemist so i'm yeah. trying to find the elixir of life okay yeah yeah right now sulfur mostly sulfur so yeah. yeah i'm just starting off early yeah yeah well i think most alchemists end up poisoning themselves but uh yeah. i've always made it clear to anyone listening that if i die of mushroom poisonings i did not eat the right, the wrong mushroom it was chelsea she poisoned me. Cause it, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the obituary will read, like, John died of the mushrooms, and everyone's going to go, of course he did. He ate the wrong mushroom. Makes sense. No, no, no. I did not. I think you've just Look, given me a writing idea. The, I did not eat the wrong mushroom. <laughs> you've given me a writing idea. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I got asked to do, I got to say this because it's kind of cool. I'm going to do, uh, do a live broadcast podcast of a, I'm teaching a... Some sort of graduate class for the University of Kentucky at um, on April fifteenth on mushrooms, and I think there's slots still available. You guys can go to the I think it's the Woodland Nature Station and sign up for it. It's going to be pretty cool. We're going to do a two-hour hike. I think I'm going to do a live podcast. Type of deal from there, so I'm pretty excited. I just found out about that today. I think that's hilarious because I have no education in this whatsoever, but I'm going to be an educator to others on mushrooms. So (laughs) just goes it goes back to our original. Some of the stuff can kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't eat that. Yeah, yeah. Might might want to try that one. I ain't sure about it. You can trust me. (laughs) Yeah, you can trust me. I super (laughs) swear I'm going to give the wrong mushroom. (laughs) Yeah. I get calls all the time about about mushrooms. Right now it's starting to pick up. Uh, Just bear found the first morel of the season, so I need to come to East Tennessee because it will change. As the morels go and leave here, they will go into season on your side, and so I can just make my way over there and we can go out into the – mountains and pick the right mushrooms or the wrong mushrooms or the ones that'll make you see god or whatever so you know we can find uh we can find all sorts of mushrooms out here in tennessee <laughs> why is it with me and friends that like mushrooms you know i told
1: <laughs> by, by, my uh, friend that over there that he's all into hiking and yeah. mushrooms and yeah. everything I'm yeah like, I just draw i love people too. listen
0: me. i'm designing Right now, so we're turning our entire house into an art installation. This shouldn't surprise you, but... Um, not at all. Yeah. Because why not? So I'm in charge of lighting for one singular area, and I came up with this idea. I want to do this, like, band lighting of mushroom mycelia coming up off my wall. It's going to look just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But it'll be cool. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> but I don't know. Mushrooms, to me, I like mushrooms because fermentation is uh, um, one of these things that is, happens... Um, it's a part of us. It's There's more of that in us than there is of us. Um, we couldn't have coffee. We couldn't have chocolate. We couldn't have, you know, sourdough breads and all these great things without fermentation. So I'm on a qu- pipe. T- You're a pipes t- tobacco smoker. Mm-hmm. Recently, we're starting to smoke pipes. Yeah. Fermentation mm-hmm. has to take place. Anaerobic fermentation has to take place for that tobacco to be worth anything before you put it in your pipe. I love that. I love just... All things fermentation. Uh, My buddy's doing kombucha right now, and I'm telling him, like, you can use the SCOBY to make clothing, which I think is absolutely crazy that there's people that are making clothing out of mushrooms, you know, fake leather, which is really cool. So, I don't know. I'm drawn to it. It's in our batteries. It's in Coke. It's in Coca-Cola. You know, it's in everything. You need a personalized tag Ferment. Yeah.
1: And there's, I mean. I I bet it's not taken. Well, it might be taken. I don't (laughs) know.
0: It's worth looking into (laughs) all things, mushrooms. The funniest thing to me is I get asked, you know, um, the same questions about mushrooms, you know, how do you know which ones to eat? Which there's no easy answer to that. There's no color guideline or chart or anything like that. Um, and then I always get asked, do you ever find the, you know, the the ones that'll make you high. And I tell everyone the same thing. There's nine species that grow in Henry County. They're, you know, God made them. Go, they grow from the earth. There's a lot of poisonous lookalikes to these species. This is where most mushroom poisonings come from, is people eating the wrong psychedelic mushroom. And furthermore, once you pick that psychedelic mushroom you've now committed, and you're an attorney, you can uh, contest this, a class one felony. <laughs> so once you're in possession, so it comes up out of the the cow dung or whatever it is, and you clip it off, now, now that it's in your hands, you have... Committed a felony under the law, which I think is kind of interesting because they grow everywhere. I found um, several years ago, but I found probably 60 growing on the mulch at Lee School after i was giving a mushroom talk and i just thought that was hilarious i'm like look there's 60 psychedelic mushrooms just growing on the mulch at Lee school and i told everyone about it i was like yeah cuz someone inevitably asked they're like hey you know you ever find the good ones i was like yeah as a matter of fact 100% every single one of those mushrooms that are growing on that mulch is and i and i named it it was a it was a um a psilocybe species of psilocybe aurorius or something like that but it was growing it was a wood lover and it was growing in the mulch and I had positively ID'd it before I went in and man no one picked them but I thought that was hilarious because I was just like half expecting some old dude to like go out there and you know from the 60s no one picked him while you were there no one picked him while I was there yeah 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 yeah. they all like kind of walked out with their hands in their pocket kind of staring down yeah whistling
1: Someone's creative writing class got a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 for sure. Man, I have enjoyed you coming on here. Thanks for taking time to... I know this was a spur-of-the-moment thing for you. And for me, it was a relief that I didn't have to schedule a podcast guest. you asked, ask. Which, I did, didn't I? Yeah, which was you volunteered for this torture. So this is... Uh, <laughs> but it was good seeing you. And like any conversation um that I try to have here with the exception of a lot of profanity I feel like it's a conversation that you and I would be having whether or not anyone was here listening or not I think so I think we were both pretty genuine and that was both of our goals yes <laughs> I'm glad I have could be in town <laughs> I love you man thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on here it's been uh an honor and I have to say one more time Next Tuesday in the Mike Weatherford show, we're going to have uh, they're going to have Randall French and Sophia Woods as the music in March continues and next week tune in to the Logical Podcast. I'm going to have a guest, a very good friend of mine, Ann Barnett. She is an activist, a political leader in Nashville. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, much like everything else. Um, And then after that, uh, I think we've got a few more guests, and then we're going to do another John Takes on the Internet. Be looking for more content as we release it. Um, Share it with your friends, guys. Let's make this thing grow. Um, Thanks for watching.